0: The Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth. Israel would be returned to her land. The church would turn to false doctrines. Technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is uh, June the 4th, 2017. It's uh, Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week, and let's see here. I got a few announcements to make. Um, I've got a bandana on, which some people that came to visit from Altamont Springs gave to me. It's uh, Terry and Debbie Sidelink, or they sent me a couple bandanas. And this one, they sent it to me because it has Mongolia on it. Unfortunately, when I fold it, it's right in the back of my head. (laughs) But right where I have my three active brain cells, there's Israel right here. And so... I felt pretty good about that, that we have Israel on prominent display, and all you see is Saudi Arabia, which is you know, a big one, but right where my three brain cells are, that's where um, Israel is. So I feel pretty wonderful. And then I got something, I just want to show people what, uh, this is a friend that uh, attends the church online in uh, Montana, and she made me a hat last year for uh, mission work. And she made another one this year, you know, they don't last forever, and this one, I won't wear it during the Prophecy Update, because, but you know, it's a beautiful hat, and it's cool, so I can wear it at mission work. And it has, this time, dogs all over it. And my wife saw it, and the very first thing she did, she looked at every single dog until she got to the back and she found a chihuahua. And she said, okay, that's a good hat. Yeah, yeah right where Mongolia is. Anyway, so yeah, my wife can walk behind me and look at the, uh, the um, chihuahua all day. Whatever. Um, okay, and then uh, we also have um, uh, some visitors that came all the way from Tampa today just to attend the service, and they're Mary and Tom Whitworth. And I so much appreciate you making that effort. So thank you very much. And we have somebody else, Veronica, visiting with some friends. And so really wonderful stuff. I appreciate this. Um, I uh, have something to read about the updates, the uh, sermons, and um, the Bible studies is uh, from uh, concerning them being on podcasts. And this is just so people are aware of this. In the past few months, we've been working on making the sermons and prophecy updates available in podcast form. That means audio only without the video. If you want to just listen to it, and a lot of people prefer that. This is in addition to the videos, so people can listen to it while driving in a car or just taking a walk outside with their headphones. Mike, who is the um, uh, web administrator, has worked hard to make it available for everyone. No matter what device or computer you have, you should be able to access this. So you should now be able to get the podcasts in the website under Sermons Menu. And you can do so from your mobile device or desktop computer. And uh, thank you, Mike, and everyone who has worked hard on this because several people have been working on it. And uh, so if you want to access those and download them or whatever, and they also go through iTunes. And they've got all kinds of stuff, which I don't understand, but they've done it for the sake of the people that maybe want to listen to the prophecy updates or whatever, you know, just while they're driving. So there you go. That's uh, very much appreciated. And then somebody to highlight this week, his name is Robert Wayne Garda. He's in Campanias Sao Paulo, which is Brazil. And he, say, he says, I descend from African slaves in Suriname, South America. Back in my country, the Lord gave me the desire for a church that took his word seriously. He took me to Campinas, Sao Paulo, where I'm a member of a Bible-loving church that prays for Israel, like yours, he says, I got married there and have a son. I work as a teacher and a translator and serve as a musician in church. And so we send our love from here all the way to Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's wonderful. And our first category, as always, is Israel. And some of these you may be aware of, but I kind of put it into a snapshot so you can see what's happened since Trump's visit to that area. From Aretz Shiva, the White House, while he was there on the live feed, said Jerusalem Israel which is something that other presidents have not done the White House captioned a live video feed of President Donald Trump and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu speaking together as being broadcast from Jerusalem Israel a departure from the policies of past presidents he's making a statement by doing that good job now I understand this past week he um did not he he signed the waiver in other words which continues to leave um the embassy in Tel Aviv He has not broken his promise. He said that he would move the embassy to Jerusalem. He's got four years to keep that promise. If he signs a waiver one or two times in order to try to work things out, that's fine. I have no problem with that. It's the first decision that he has made that I really disagree with, but we are not privy to everything that is going on up there. It may be that they're looking for the right land to build a place. I don't know. I'm not here to second guess the president. He's done wonderful things so far in many other areas. He did a glorious thing getting us out of the climate gate uh Mm -hmm. issue but uh, i i will give him a pass on this i disagree with it but it is not a broken promise as so many people have said because he said he would move it and unless he leaves office and it is not moved then it becomes a broken promise so that's i'll leave it at that with that and um oh by the way you know it's pentecost today does everybody know that today yeah What's that isn't it? Sunday yeah, Pentecost Sunday. Uh, now, it's not the same as Shavuot in Israel, which is, you know, the 50 days after. Their days do not always align with ours. But um, uh, that was a couple days ago, and I got a note from Sergio saying that we are celebrating the end of uh, uh, the 50 days and today's Shavuot. And uh, today is Pentecost Sunday, which would be according to the Christian calendar. And I know that some people want to stick totally with the Hebrew days, and that's fine. i got no problem with that. But just for simplicity's sake, Pentecost is a Sunday. Okay, that's the day that it falls on. It says the day after the Sabbath, and then you count 49 days and on the 50th day, whatever. So it's, it's, this is the day that most fits for us in this current dispensation. It's not something to argue over, but uh, just so you know, that's going on, and that's what's been happening in Israel for the past couple days as well. And um, from Behold Israel, uh, Trump proposed using Arab Peace Initiative, which was proposed in 2002, but switching the order. And I thought this was very interesting, and I hope that you'll uh, uh, understand what he at least attempted to do. Now, I want to stop there, and I also want to say that dividing the land of Israel is not a good thing to do. Okay, the Lord has said that he's going to judge the nations because of it. What Donald Trump is, is a businessman who has now become the president of the United States. What he needs is somebody with proper theology to tell him that this, this is not the wise thing to do. He's like most politicians. They have no idea. You know, they just are trying to get peace in the world. They're trying to work things out, and um, so if somebody is has the ear of somebody else that is you know uh there around trump they should be emailing him this information to say don't do this but in the meantime he's doing what he thinks is appropriate so once again i'm not here to slam the president over this um he he is doing what he thinks is right he needs to be told that it is not the right thing but no matter what he is not going to be the one that secures a peace deal that's coming later that's coming it will be signed when we are not here after the rapture and it is also um, something that is already done. The book, of uh, the, the, book, the Bible, says that the land is going to be divided. And Joel three one says that the wrath of God is going to be poured on the nations because of that. So it's something that is inevitable. And uh, I would hope that uh, our current president would realize that it is not the right thing to do. But this is his um, amendment of the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative. During meetings with the Arab leaders in Saudi Arabia and with the Fakistanian Authority... President Trump reportedly proposed resuming the peace process between the Israelis and the Palestinians through a regional plan based on the Arab Peace Initiative, with a twist. The Arab Peace Initiative of 2002 claimed 22 Arab states would normalize relations with Israel and recognize the Jewish state if Israel were to accept 1967 borders. As a part of the agreement, Fakistinian refugees would be provided with something similar to the Jewish law of return. That would be the end of Israel if they were all one nation, because if they all go back into the land, then they would be more numerous than the Jews. They would vote themselves into power, and they would kill all the Jews. So that can never happen. Don't forget that part. But if they have their own state, let them do whatever they want over there. It says, um, as a part of the agreement, Fakistinian refugees would be given the law of return, embassies would be established, and Israel would be recognized by Arab states. Trump proposed switching the order and that normalization with Israel and recognition of the Jewish state come first. And that only makes sense. You recognize that this is a valid entity within the world, and then you can deal. Because if you say that you're dealing with somebody that isn't even a state, you're not dealing with anything. So what he said is actually it's typical of his brain pan or the way that he proposes things is to take something that is logical and put it forward first, not start with something that is illogical and say we're going to make logic out of it. It doesn't work that way. He's saying if they are a nation and you're going to make a peace deal with them, you have to recognize them first. So that's his proposal. According to the official, Trump wants uh, for normalization of relations between Israel and moderate Arab countries, which there really is no such thing, first and only afterward, a peace process in whose framework a solution to the Fakistanian issue will be advanced. All right, so, all Shiva, Trump furious with Abbas. You lied to me. Well, what did he expect? Okay, now they denied this for a while. Yesterday or the day before, Abbas did come out and say that Trump was furious with him. President Trump uh, lambasted Fakistinian authority chairman Abbas after the president claims the Fakistinian leader deceived him regarding his party's involvement in in anti-Israel incitement. He said, oh, we don't do that. And this guy doesn't go to the news and read all of the things that we do. He doesn't get all of the, you know, all he sees is what he sees on the regular news in America and maybe now with his uh, briefings in the White House. But they probably don't deal with that particular issue. And Abbas goes up and says, "We don't do any of that stuff. We don't target Israelis and this and that." Well, he somebody obviously showed him our prophecy update and said, "Yeah, they do, right?" So, uh, it, 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 and then he was very upset at that that they have been lying right to his face while they were sitting in the White House. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, president Trump lambasted him. A U.S. official present during the meetings claims the president expressed outrage with Abbas, yelling at him regarding Abbas's claim that his Fatah faction was not involved in anti-Israel and anti-Semitic incitement. How, how anybody could make that statement and expect it to not be checked out? He's a lunatic. You tricked me in Washington, the president is said to have yelled at Abbas, referencing the Palestinian leader's trip to the U.S. Capitol during his March get-together uh, with the president. Abbas claimed that he was dedicated to advancing peaceful relations with Israel and that the fake authority was not engaged in incitement against the Jewish state. Trump, this is Trump, you talked to me about peace, but the Israelis showed me that you were personally supporting incitement. Trump reportedly told Abbas last week. You wonder why there's so many confused people in America that are walking around saying that Israel is the problem and that the fake are being abused because if our president didn't know these things, Unless you actively look for them, you're never going to know what the truth of the matter is. Yes.' got to be remembered that in the Quran it is an edict that Yes, you can, lie to the infidels. you can lie to the infidels. That's right. The Quran says that, and so it's something that they have no problem with that. But for him to expect this to not be checked, what adult? Anyway, during the uh, joint press or President Trump alluded to the Faestinian authorities' funding for jailed terrorists calling an obstacle to peace. Peace can never take root in a place where violence is tolerated, funded, and even rewarded. He's right on top with that. And speaking of that, um, Aretz Shiva again, Abbas rejects Trump's peace proposal. He said, recognize Israel first, and then we'll get to the, the situation of working details out. According to the Hebrew newspaper Israel Hayom, Abbas rejected Trump's offer of a regional plan, which would first entail normalizing relations with Israel's neighbors and only afterwards discussing a Fakistinian state. So that one's already thrown out the door. I have a feeling that if things like that continue, Trump is just going to say, we're moving the embassy. I'm, You know what? I'm going to unwaver my waiver. Forget the six months. We'll do it in three. But we'll see. He's In six months is when the next waiver comes due. From the Tower, study. Fakistinian authority paid over $1 billion U.S. dollars to terrorists in the past four years. They don't pay their electric bills. They live in sewer. It is unimaginable that they would give one billion U.S. dollars to these people when all of that money is coming from somebody else. They're not earning it. They're not producing anything. Nations around the world are sending them money, and they are spending it to fund these terrorists. The sum amounts— the sum accounts for 7% of the Fakistanian Authority's budget, 7%, just to pay people that have killed Jews, and is equivalent to 20% of the foreign aid the Fakistanian Authority receives annually. The payments are written into the Fakistanian Authority's law, which declares that prisoners are a fighting sector and an integral part of the weave of the Arab Fakistinian society and guarantees the financial rights of the prisoner and his family. Prisoners consequently receive a significant payment while incarcerated, as well as jobs or salaries upon their release. The time they serve behind bars also counts towards their seniority in the Fakistinian Authority. The Fakistinian Authority's 2016 budget allocated $128 million for salaries to imprisoned terrorists and released prisoners. According to the report, in addition, payments to families of martyrs totaled $175 million. Overall, the Fakistinian Authority paid $303 million in terror-related payments in 2016 alone. Okay, this is an entire system built on death and destruction. And how can you expect them to be a part of a, a so-called peace process when they have it written into their laws, kill the Jews? And if you do, you're going to get rewarded for it. Makes no sense. From Ynet. Norway fuming after aid money used by the Fakistanian authority to honor coastal road massacre terrorist. Norway funded this building for um, to help out the Fakistanians, and what do they do? They name it after a terrorist. Norwegian foreign minister Borgje or Borgi—I don't know how you pronounce that—Brandy has strongly condemned the Fakistanian authority for using Norwegian aid money to establish a women's center in Burka named in honor of terrorist Dalal Mugrabi. In an unprecedented move, Brende demanded that the Fakistinian Authority immediately remove the Norwegian Foreign Ministry's logo from the building and return the aid money to the fund uh, which was used to fund the construction. They've asked for their money back they will never get it, but they've asked for it. Dalal Mugrabi was the head of a terrorist cell that carried out the 1978 Coastal Road Massacre in which 35 Israeli civilians were killed, including 12 children, and they honored her with a building. I wouldn't give them a penny. You know what? If I was Trump, I would say they're getting nothing, absolutely nothing. Israel Hayom. Israeli cows. Okay, this has nothing to do with prophecy either, like the butterflies last week. Israeli cows are the world's best milk producers, a report shows. Now imagine that. We got a country that didn't exist a few years ago, right? And now they have the finest milk-producing cows in the entire planet, outdoing America. The report said the average Israeli cow produces some 3,162 gallons of milk a year. Good job, Israel. Okay. Milk and honey. Milk and honey. Land of milk and honey. Okay. Christian news today. From the texas tribune before i read you this which i agree with it's a good law okay i disagree with the premise of having this law in the in the first place i want you to know that but it is a good law if people want to use it which i don't think they should be using it abbott our good governor in texas signs a bill protecting sermons from subpoenas government greg abbott has signed a law into legislation shielding pastor's sermons from government subpoena power Good job if they want to hide their sermons that's fine my thought about this is that no pastor should say anything if he is a pastor of christ he should say nothing that isn't public anybody should be able to walk into that door then everything he says should be recorded it should be online to to uh get the message of jesus christ out without hiding we don't put things under a bowl and hide our lamp. We hold it out for people to see. So I'm in disagreement with the premise, but I am in dis- I am in agreement that if somebody wants to do that, they should be allowed to do it. Okay. Um, we'll go on. He says, Senate Bill 24 stemmed from the 2014 battle over Houston's anti-discrimination ordinance when the city subpoenaed sermons of five pastors who opposed it. Now, this is a lesbian uh, mayor. She was a, a problem person and she was just giving the uh, pastors a lot of grief and she subpoenaed their sermons they should have said here take them they're online go copy them yourself or whatever but they didn't want to and that's their choice i just think it's a bad choice Texas law will now be your strength and your sword and your shield, Abbott said, invoking Bible verse that he uh, addressed at the 11 a.m. service at Grace Church. So he actually went to a church to sign this, which is also a nice touch. Um, You will be shielded by any effort by any other government official in any part of the state of Texas from having subpoenas to try to pry into what your churches are doing here. SB 24 says, a government cannot compel the production or disclosure of a written copy or audio video recording of a sermon delivered by a religious leader during religious worship or compel the religious leader to testify regarding the sermon. Man, that would be the first thing that I would ask to do. You want my sermon? You're going to have me in court to testify about it. And then all I would do is tell the, the people, let me tell you about Jesus. And I'd give them the gospel right there while I'm giving... If the lawyer says we don't need to hear that, I'm going to say you're going to hear it. You've asked me to speak, and I'm speaking. I don't understand why anybody would want to hide their sermons, but they have the law to do so now. From uh, Christian Institute, Church of Scotland backs homosexual unions. It was something that we talked about. They had proposed it. They have done it. The Church of Scotland has taken steps to allow its ministers to perform same-sex weddings after debating a report in its general assembly. The report put forward by the influential Theological Forum acknowledged that the Bible condemns same-sex acts, but claimed scripture was framed by cultural context, as if God had nothing to do with that. It's just somebody back in the, and let me tell you what, cultural context in the Roman Empire, when that was written, that was pervert city. He was writing against what the culture said. I'm talking about Paul. I'm not talking about the Old Testament there. So these people are, anytime you see doctor at the end of a, a title like reverend or pastor or something, he's a doctor of theology. Don't look at that. It means nothing. They're, doctor, Doctors of theology are usually the most, it's good to be educated. And I'm not saying that they all are, but do not look at titles in order to judge what a person is has going on in here, right? It just, wow. Anyway, we'll go on. Um, the, the Bible, it's framed by cultural context. Marriage was redefined in Scotland in 2014, but individual churches are not required to participate in same-sex ceremonies. Reverend Professor Ian Torrance, governor of the Theological Forum, said everyone in the assembly was on an, a spectrum of interpretation and suggested that there was no theological reason not to allow ministers to conduct same-sex weddings. No theological, has he never read this book one time? He just went to theological seminary and ate bubble gum? I don't understand it. It just, how can he, how could anybody pick up this book and just read Romans 1, if nothing else, just read that. But 2 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10, I mean, just go on. The last page of the Bible, what Jesus says to the people that will not inherit the kingdom of God, it is written all over it. Sexual immorality is not to be tolerated, and that includes the perversion of homosexuality. Um, he says, um, he suggested there was no theological reason to not allow ministers to conduct same-sex weddings. A series of amendments put forward by supporters of biblical marriage were defeated. The Kirk will now conduct legal research to determine how same-sex weddings in churches will be allowed. One one more down the tubes from Christian. Yes. Are they Protestant? Yes. Yeah, mostly, and I think Church of Scotland is mostly Presbyterian, but I don't know that for certain. John Knox was a great uh, theologian. He was a Presbyterian, and he is one of the the big wigs over there, so I imagine that's the case, but I don't really know. From Christian News Service, Christians who turn doctrine, this is the dope Francis, Christians who turn doctrine into ideology commit a grave mistake that upsets souls and divides the church. Now, think of that. This is a person that has done nothing but introduce ideology for the past, what, two years he's been in? Mm-hmm. Communist ideology, uh, uh, globalist ideology, and he's saying, let me read it again so you have it. He says, Christians who turn doctrine into theology commit a grave mistake that upsets souls and divides the church. This is the great proponent of ideology. Wow. He says, from the beginning, or it says, from the beginning, there have been people in the church who preach without any mandate hey, listen, if you know this word, go out and preach it. You don't need a mandate. The Lord has given you the mandate. The thing about the Catholic Church is that they are run by the magisterium and they believe that they arbitrate the word of God and that they have authority over it and only their people can be ordained and can give the word of God out. So everything they say is wrong. Everything in the Catholic Church is wrong, okay? Uh, We were talking about that in mission work yesterday, the perversion which is going on in the Catholic Church. is It's growing geometrically almost Um, he says they become fanatics of things that aren't clear. This is a pretty clear word if you study it properly. This is the problem, he says, when the doctrine of the church, the one from the gospel, the one inspired by the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, he will teach you and remind you of what I have taught. When that doctrine becomes ideology, everything he says is just garbled it doesn't make any sense and this is the greatest mistake of these people he said so when jesus tells us to do something and we follow through with it he says that's the greatest mistake of the people okay those who sow discord and divide the christian community do so because their hearts are closed to the work of the holy spirit the church has its own magisterium the magisterium of the dope and the bishops and it must follow along with that path That comes from Jesus' preaching and teaching and the assistance of the Holy Spirit. Doctrine, he said, unites the Christian community because it always is open, always free, while ideology divides. You know, there are probably five articles that I have not read but have come out that there are people, bishops in the Catholic Church, that want this person removed. He has divided the Catholic Church in a way that has not been seen in a long, long time. And here he's saying this, what a numbskull. Anyway, let's go on. Who's the author of the Bible? Yeah, I wonder. The Lord. You know, and speaking of that Holy Spirit thing that he says, I, let me read that to you again, seeing as how you brought that up. Hearts are closed to the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit authored this through men of God. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. When, and I'm going to say it in our sermon at the end of the sermon. So pay close attention now, and then you can sleep during that part of the sermon. Is the Bible says to be filled with the Spirit. What tense is that in? I've said this to the class a million times. It's passive. It is not active. Example, Okay, to be passively filled with something, I'll give you the perfect example is that you are married. Okay, Jim and Linda are married here. They will never get more married. He has the wife, she has the husband. They will never get more married, but the wife can get more of the husband and the husband can get more of the wife when they yield to each other. Okay, so being filled with the spirit, being passive means that there are certain things that we need to do in order to open ourselves up to the spirit filling us we're never going to get more of the Spirit ever not ever ever from the moment you are sealed with it by God after believing you will never get more of the Spirit it is a passive action you get it through prayer you get it through praise you get it through preaching you get it through um, uh, you know spending time in fellowship with other Christians you get it read through reading the Word of God that is how the Holy Spirit comes about not not at all what he has said he's completely wrong one he has no doctrine and instead all he has is ideology instead he's saying the opposite Lunatic. Um, From Islam today, uh, I'd like to remind you that it is the month of Bamadan, okay, that these people are taking full advantage of it, and it is only going to increase, I believe, in the days ahead. Uh, From Christian uh, Times, I think is where it is, uh, White House refuses to hold Bamadan event for the first time in 20 years. Good Good job. Good job. Yeah. And all the Libs are upset. They say, well, we've got a precedent. It was only 20 years ago, and it was a numbskull probably that introduced it. Who was it 20 years ago? It was 1996, I think, and so it was maybe George Bush or uh, who? Clinton. Clinton introduced it, and so all of a sudden, it's a tradition that you have to follow through with. No, we have, uh, we have somebody that doesn't want to have Ramadan in the White House. Good job. From the Times of Israel, Trump uses Ramadan message to urge end to violence. Think that through. He uses their message of their supposed holy month to tell people, don't blow each other up. That would be like saying to somebody at Christmas, it's Christmas and we want to remind you Christians not to go killing other people, right? You don't hear that. You never see somebody walk into a bar with a a pack of bombs on them and say Merry Christmas and blow themselves up, right? He used their supposed holy month to tell them not to do these things. And nobody got it. Okay, it says, after the attacks in Manchester and uh, Egypt, the president says U.S. and leaders of Muslim countries must stand together to counter terror. You're only going to do it if... Well, I won't say it. I, I'll get arrested for that one. All right, <laughs> Shiva, let's see here. Canadian prime minister. Multiculturalism. This is the Canadian prime minister, all right? Just like what we had for eight years, multiculturalism is the answer to terror. Yes, Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau continues to maintain his deep belief that multiculturalism is the key to achieving security and stability in the West and to stopping terrorism. Tell that to the people that died yesterday, right, or last night, I guess it was. In a statement condemning Friday's attack in Egypt, which was a week ago, which targeted Coptic Christians, Trudeau said, as recent events show, violent extremists often target those most vulnerable, As members of the international community, we must continue to stand against those responsible for these acts of terrorism and counter hate by promoting the values of diversity. It's like listening to our previous president all over again. I don't don't either. He adds inclusion and peace. Last year, he issued a call on Muslims, listen to this, in Canada to strengthen their involvement in politics. And what did he do? Encouraging Muslims to join the conservative party. He's a liberal. He's telling them go in and infect their party so that you can take over, right? It's 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 what do you call it? Political jihad now. So, then other parties in the country to make sure that no party gets to run against Muslim candidates or any other group of Canadians and demonize them. You're not allowed to have any values anymore when somebody is there to kill you and to destroy. You're not allowed to do that. They're keeping the men standing down. Yes, they That's are. That's exactly what they're doing. From Zero Hedge, um, intelligence agencies, this is in England, admit 23,000 jihadis live in Britain, 3,000 pose imminent threat. And after last night, we can say the number is 2,997 because they killed three of them. From You know what? I, I posted this morning. I had to take it off because there was a sunrise after all. I, normally, if there's no sunrise, I'll post something else on Facebook, because, but because it was gray out... I was not going to take a uh, sunrise photo. So I posted something else, and then my wife walks in and says, you're missing the sunrise. We had 20 minutes of, uh, or 20 seconds of glory. So, those of you who saw it, wasn't it beautiful? It was just glorious, and then it went away really quickly. But I posted on there, uh, until I took this article off or this comment, that I'm so glad that I live in a nation where I can carry a gun to defend myself because these people are like sheep to the slaughter over in England. It, it, it is amazing. And if we had... A repeat of what we had the past eight years with Hillary, by now we would probably all be surrendering our guns to the government or becoming outlaws because we wouldn't do that. I'm so very thankful for the nation we live in, where we can at least go shopping, go over to Publix and be able to defend ourselves if somebody comes in and starts ramming us with cars. Anyway, um, front page mag, Manchester refugee, it was all somebody else's fault. You've all read that in the news at least 10 times. Manchester refugee terrorist never had a job he went to England he never had a job he was on student loans they were funding the government of England funded this terrorist attack two weeks ago they funded it they ought to be here we go one former detective said jihadists were enrolling on university courses to collect the student loans often with no intention of turning up. They're, they're funding terrorism by giving these people money. A Betty was given at least 7,000 pounds from the taxpayer-funded student loans company after beginning a business admin degree at Salford University in October 2015. It is thought that he received a further 7,000 in 2016 academic year, even though by then he had already dropped out of the course. So they gave him more money. Selford U declined to say if it had informed the student loans company that Abetti's funding should have been stopped. Separately, the Department for Work and Pensions refused to say if Abetti had received any benefits, including housing benefit and income support worth up to 250 pounds a week during 2015 and 2016. It would only say he was not claiming benefits in the weeks before the attack. So all along he's been Getting uh, uh, money all along, and the reason why he didn't get it before for the weeks before the attack is because he was in Libya getting ready to do this. Right, Abedi 22 never held down a job, according to neighbors and friends, but was able to travel regularly between the UK and Libya. Abedi also had sufficient funds to buy materials for a sophisticated bomb, all paid for at government expense, while living in a rented house in South Manchester. Six weeks before the bombing, a Betty rented a second property in a block of flats in Blackley, eight miles from his home, paying 700 pounds in cash, all government money. He had enough money to rent a third property in the center of Manchester from where he set off with a backpack containing the bomb, all paid for by the British taxpayer. Abedi also withdrew 250 pounds in cash three days before the attack and transferred 2,500 pounds to his younger brother Hashim in Libya, who was accused of knowing about the attack in advance. All funded by the, the British government. I would be appalled. If I read that and I was in England, I would be so appalled I'd be writing everybody in my government and saying, we have to stop this. We've got to end this. Mongolia. CNBC. Miners ready for new Mongolia boom with one-fifth of the country to be opened for digging. One-fifth of it. A new mining boom. You know, the problem with this is that their entire economy is almost based on digging already. And so they're increasing their digging, and they will have uh, some better, uh, um, you know, people that come in will be able to function a little freer from the government now. But – it's not going to solve the overall problem. They need to diversify in Mongolia. But we'll read it. New mining boom may be just around the corner in Mongolia as it moves to open nearly 21% of the country for exploration to shore up its finances following an IMF-led bailout, which we brought up a couple weeks ago. Mongolia's government annulled a controversial banking law that would have required companies to funnel all sales revenues from foreign investment projects through Mongolian banks and pr- proposed the wider exploration area. So they got rid of that, which will help them in the end. It is an important thing for Mongolia as a whole. The reaction and the commitment you are seeing from the Mongolia government to repeal this tax, it shows its firm commitment to really get the foreign investments going, and particularly that is very much settled on um, the mineral exploration and mining industry in Mongolia. This demonstrates that Mongolia offers increasingly favorable odds for discovering significant copper and gold deposits when compared to mature mining jurisdictions such as Australia and Canada. Given that mining accounts for about a quarter of GDP and more than 80% of exports, by increasing mining exploration, Mongolia could potentially raise GDP and economic security, unless you have another commodities drop and then they're back in the same boat. So... There you go. Daniel 12 technology for the week. Futurism. New ultra-lightweight fluid armor can stop a 44 Magnum bullet. Now, this would be very, very useful in, um, uh, what do you call it, England right now, because these people will need it. But here's what it says. The science behind this new bullet-stopping material is not new. Cadet uh, First Class Haley Weir and her professor, Ryan Burke, were surprised to learn that no defense contractor had previously explored making a material using their proposed methods. What they have is a mixture that you mix up and it's like a fluid compound. And and I'll read it and you'll understand. Um, The substance was created by using principles of non-Newtonian physics and can be applied to existing body armor to strengthen it. The armor is lighter weight than what's traditionally worn and yet can still offer high level protection. Thus far the material has stopped bullets of a variety of calibers at close range including 9mm, a 40 caliber and a 44 magnum. The latter would technically qualify the substance as type 3 body armor, which is often worn by security personnel. Interestingly enough, the tests seem to indicate that the larger the bullet, the greater the substance's stopping power. What they did is they were reading Newtonian physics, and they said, oh, we could make something that would do this. The harder something is hit, the more reaction there is. So you have a bigger bullet. It stops even greater. So it very, So you, if you have a very weak bullet, like a BB gun, you probably kill the guy. No, no, no. Anyway, um, let's see here from ABC. 3D-printed ovaries successfully restore mouse's fertility in holy grail of bioengineering. So if a woman has her ovaries removed because of cancer or something, they can actually 3D print new ones for her. Scientists have used 3D printed ovaries to successfully restore fertility for the first time in what they call the holy grail of bioengineering for regenerative medicine. A female mouse's ovaries were removed and replaced with 3D printed bioprosthetic ones using a gelatin as the ink and using eggs from different mice, enabling it to ovulate, conceive pups, and give birth. The pups were also supported by the mother's milk, and the pups were able to give birth or sire their own pups, so they were healthy through adulthood, and they were fertile. Scientists hope to use the 3D-printed ovaries to restore fertility and hormone production uh, in women, especially those who have undergone cancer treatment or who had childhood cancer. Interesting. Male Online, will we soon have a shot for prostate cancer? Experts unveil a vaccine that could provide a cure for the disease. Vaccine that treats the disease by stimulating the immune system is being tested right now. It stopped the tumors from spreading for 77% of cancer patients in the trial and 45% of patients in the clinical trial experienced tumor shrinkage. Amazing. Revelation plagues today. Modern health I don't know if you've heard this, but this just shows you when when the ball drops and uh, we go into the tribulation period, how severe it's going to get. What do you uh, use when you want to get the smell out of your um, refrigerator? There's a little box of something—baking soda, soda, right? Most common substance in the world, right? Listen to this: Sodium bicarbonate, baking soda shortage puts surgeries on hold. Did you know that's happening in America right now? Yeah, they have to use a, a medical grade baking soda. The country's only two suppliers of a widely used drug have nearly run out of their stock that most homes have in their kitchen cabinet, baking soda. Hospitals use the sterile form of a baking soda in vital solutions, including heart surgery and other emergency events when a patient's blood is too acidic, which can lead to coma and death if left unchecked. It raises the pH and keeps them alive. The supplier shortages force providers to delay surgeries and shift operations as they search for new manufacturers and treatment alternatives. Providers often stock the drug on emergency crash carts for critical care settings during advanced cardiac life support as an antidote to some poisons. It is also used in some types of chemotherapy, so it's used in all kinds of stuff. The biggest U.S. based drug maker, Pfizer, said that a manufacturing issue sparked the shortage. Pfizer and the other sodium bicarbonate manufacturer, which is Amphistar Pharmaceuticals, expect to restock the syringes and vials by mid August. So this is you know, almost two, four months without this. The FDA allowed the vetted Australian drug maker Febra to export vials of sodium bicarbonate to the US to help alleviate the shortage. So we're having to import this stuff. But that relief won't come for a few weeks, officials estimate. And that's from modern healthcare. I read a couple other articles on the same subject, all you know, medical reports from Mail Online. It's kind of an encouraging thing. The Fukushima nuclear disaster gave every person on the planet an X-rays, uh, a day's worth of X-ray radiation. Did you know that? Yeah, if you had your camera next to you, you probably could have gotten a selfie through yourself. I don't know. Anyway, well, yeah, they, they, somebody did the study and said everybody on the planet got a, a day's worth of X-ray radiation. CNN, drug counselors overdose at addiction facility. Can you imagine that? Drug counselors overdose at addiction facility. They're supposed to be counseling people, and they're taking drugs. Yeah, two counselors at an addiction facility in uh, Pennsylvania died after overdosing on opioids, according to the Chester County DA. Counselors, imagine that. Counseling how-to. Yeah, how-to. St. Louis Today. This is a really gross article, so I'm not going to read any of it. I just want you to be aware of it, and if you want to know how to avoid it, read the article, but it was, it's just, it's talking about body things I don't want to discuss, but start of summer brings warnings about diarrhea and brain-eating amoebas. Okay? If you want to know how to avoid that, and I'm I'm just telling you so you can stay safe, they recommend, uh, you know, pool swimming, not to do certain things which are so obvious that I don't know who would even think that, but my thing is just don't go into a pool unless it's your own. Okay? Um, Morality today, I entitled this Bizarro World uh, from CNBC Firestorm Brewing as Scientists Work to Create Synthetic Human DNA. Some of these are a couple weeks old, but I'm just compiling them and just the the bizarre things people are doing. Futurism. DARPA is planning to hack the human brain to let us upload skills. Like, that's a good idea. Once you can upload your brain with something, somebody else can upload something else into it. I would never, never allow that. Mail online, California may add an intersex gender option to all official state documents requiring identification. From Oregon Live, Oregon may allow drivers to choose non-binary rather than male or female for licenses. So California and Oregon are just hip deep in it. From the Free Beacon, California must, must provide trans prisoners with compression underwear. Yeah, whatever. Weasel zippers... Uh, this is from Australia, an Australian company. Couples are now turning their extra IVF embryos into jewelry. So if you're not going to have any more children, you have your uh, embryos taken out, and there's a company in Australia that will make them into jewelry for you. They put them in a hardening machine like making, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and then you've got the, yeah, no. This is the world we're living in. It's a world. One one lady was interviewed during the article, and she said, "Now I can have all of my children around my neck all the time." Oh, it, just imagine that. Um, from weasel zippers, this is Ben and Jerry's in Australia bans customers from ordering two scoops of the same flavor until gay marriage is legalized. Oh, yep. my yeah, yeah. Try that in America, and they'd shut you down if you said, "Well, you can't have two two colored uh, ice creams because you believe in gay marriage." They'd shut you down and they put you in prison, right? But they can do it because they're on the other side. Weasel Zippers, Denver, Colorado de- decriminalizes public pooing to ease life for illegal immigrants. So now you can publicly go to the bathroom in Denver, and I guarantee you that every single person that passed that lives in a gated community where they don't have to deal with it. Right. They drive to their office, and they, 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 there you go. It, Free Beacon. And you know, they say illegal immigrants, but you're not supposed to call them illegal. So I don't know what they're talking about there, right? Uh, Free Beacon report. ESPN saw a drop in conservative viewers across the country over the last year. No surprise there. From MSN, why do you think that is? Patriots to sponsor LGBT gay bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, the Patriots are sponsoring a gay bowl, And because of that, they're wondering why they're losing their conservative viewers a gay bull. I don't know. I don't even want to think about what they do there. So from SCMP, Taiwan's top court rules in favor of gay marriage in a landmark case. Before I read the last one, just think about this. Think of what it says in Genesis chapter six, that wickedness would take over the entire world and that the Lord saw there was no remedy and he destroyed the world through flood because of it. And these things, unless, you know, I, I don't usually see this kind of stuff on normal news. You've got to look around to find these things. But how many have I read just in the past month? Just titles and morality. I've probably read a hundred or more titles. Every one of them are things that 10 years ago, nobody would have even uttered, not even uttered. One more, Fox 7, I actually called McDonald's, which you should do too. And I talked to a lady, and I'll tell you about that talk in just a second. Fox 7, this is from Austin. McDonald's to use rainbow fry boxes at restaurants along Capitol Pride Parade route. So they McDonald's has gone gay, And uh, I posted on Facebook that my last time at McDonald's will be my last time at McDonald's because I'm not going to fund that. And I called them and I told them that. And believe it or not, guess what I got on the line when I called? No, I got a wonderful Christian woman. She had not even heard this. And I'm going to tell you what. I talked to this lady and I told her why I was doing this. And uh, she said, well, we need to email you. Can I have your, and I said, yes. And I gave her my email, you know, a bondservant of Christ. And she said, oh, like the apostle Paul. And I and only a person that reads your Bible would know that yes. and reads it a lot because, you know, so anyway, we, we talked for a while and then we had a prayer together. And oh, wow. uh, she said she will expedite this to the corporate headquarters because this is just one McDonald's is apparently doing this. But, hey, I don't eat at McDonald's a lot anyway. I mean, I might go there once a year or something, but never again unless they rescind this and come out with a, a public oh, recension. Never again. Um, our other category today. Um, yeah, climate Climate. We're not going to talk about that. Um, uh, U.S. News. You, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. Next couple articles. Census. Chicago loses population for the third consecutive year. Oh. Ooh, yeah, they shot most of them. Anyway. <laughs> Chicago Tribune. Chicago area leads U.S. population, uh, in population loss. Uh, sees drop for a second year in a row. So they're losing population through moving, and they're also, um, uh, what is it? They lead the nation in that. Uh, Breitbart, Rahm Emanuel. Dreamers, here's why it's <coughs> happening. Dreamers are part of the Chicago family. Illegal immigrants are welcome here. Well, nobody else wants to be there. They're all leaving, and so he needs somebody to pay for their. <sighs> Mail online. Bloody Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. Sees 49 shot, five fatally. But officials say it's a progress. Yeah. Imagine that. Weasel zippers. Thousands of able-bodied adults in Georgia drop from food stamp rolls after work requirements instituted. We went through this up in New Hampshire. They had success. Georgia is doing it too. More than half of food stamp recipients in 21 Georgia counties have been dropped from the program after the state instituted work requirements. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution Report state figures released this week revealed that 11,779 people considered able-bodied without children were required to find work by April 1st to continue receiving food stamps. 62% were dropped after the deadline because they wouldn't go out and get a job, whittling the numbers of recipients to 4,528 State officials began enforcing the work mandate in 2016 and plan to expand work requirements to all 159 counties. Around 1.6 million Georgia residents use food stamps, which are funded with federal dollars, your tax dollars. Zero Hedge, another insurer, quits Obamacare, leaving 25 counties in Missouri with no health care options. From Fox, Obamacare on federal exchanges increased by an average of 105 percent since 2013, 2013. In other words, their rates, the people's rates, which you, you can't lose your doctor and your rates will go down, they've gone up 105%. Zero hedge. Dollar general accounts for 80% of all new store openings in the United States. Dollar general, yep. Forbes, China sets an easier goal in its dangerous maritime conquest with Japan, China, okay, and then Washington Times, China to the Philippines, We'll go to war over South China Sea. They are pushing in all directions right now. China has to be watched. Mail online, furious Beijing warns that U.S. warships trespassed in its waters without permission after the vessel sailed within 12 miles of a man-made island in the disputed South China Sea. They went down, they built that man-made island, they took away people's international waters, and America says we're not going to abide by that. And so now they're very upset about that, saying this is our island. Well, it didn't exist and it's man-made, so it's you know. Anyway, China's claims to the area in South China Sea are disputed by neighboring nations. Beijing warned that U.S. patrols risk severely disrupting negotiations in the region. This is the first time the U.S. challenged Beijing's maritime claims since Trump took office. Didn't happen at all before. So he's, yep. Mail Online. Taiwan simulates Chinese invasion during military exercise amid growing tensions with Beijing. So they have uh, uh, what five five things already just in the past week or so about China pushing pushing, okay? Mail online, kind of interesting. Pigeon, suspected of being a spy, seized by India after it was found with markings bearing Chinese characters, okay? The bird was seized in the border area of India on Arunachal Pradesh. The alleged spy's left leg comes with a tag with Chinese numbers, and uh, my thought is the uh, Indian government has mandatory death penalty for all spies. So, the execution and a barbecue are to be aligned with the weekend party. Yeah. And then another one, not to be outdone. Mail online, flying high. Carrier pigeon arrested after being caught smuggling 200 ecstasy pills hidden in a custom made backpack. Yes, they arrested the carrier pigeon. This is two pigeon stories in one week. Yes. The bird was captured by authorities in Kuwait after having flown over from Iraq. They're shipping in illegal drugs by carrier pigeon, and they arrested this thing. It was reportedly sent by traffickers hoping to get the drugs into Kuwait. It has a little backpack. You can unzip it. No kidding. No kidding. Very cool. Um, Jailbird. It's a jailbird. Yeah. All right. Uh, Got a lesser for you this week. Um, There is a new hope because of a mouse. They had wanted some kids but not spouse. It's because of 3D that she's pregnant, you see, now she's got tiny feet through the house okay uh before we uh get to our irony of the week i want to tell the people that are streaming online that if you stay online and stream and don't click off when i go to break um you should be able to see the video from nazareth live that sergio uh has done for the week And then also uh, at the end of this update, for the people that watch the update via YouTube, there should be a link that will come up that you can click and watch Sergio's Nazareth video for the week. Some really good-looking food in that one. Okay, irony of the week uh, from Fox. Suspect in Utah, armed robbery spree, caught after cops spot him during a donut stop. Never stop for donuts if you're a criminal because there's always a cop around. I, I will tell you this. I take care of the mall out on Siesta Key and I take care of the 7-Eleven right next door, and I clean all the, uh, the, take out the garbage and clean the bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. And that is the most heavily defended 7-Eleven probably on the planet. They are there every morning, at least five of them eating donuts. I, this guy made the wrong choice, okay? And then from Newcom, Australia... British politician wants death penalty for suicide bombers. (laughs) He must be a liberal. I mean, whatever. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, and Campinas, Sao Paulo, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.